This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. You may have noticed my brand new logo. It was designed and created by Melanie at Cuttlefish Graphics. I was looking to rebrand my podcast, and Cuttlefish Graphics made the process so easy. The finished look of the logo and the professional files I received were amazing. On top of logos, Cuttlefish Graphics offers professional branding and websites. I could not be happier with the job that they did. To start your next project, email Melanie at CuttlefishGraphics.com. Mention you heard this ad on the Nerdball Podcast and receive a $50 discount on a new logo design. That's CuttlefishGraphics.com. C-U-T-T-L-E, FishGraphics.com. Let's start the show. Hi, uh, my name is Jessica Guy, and I am the Manor House Coordinator with Metro Parks Toledo and also one of the co-hosts of a podcast called Fudging the Facts. And this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast today. <laughs> no problem. Um, we met on the other podcast that I do, the Metroplex yes. one. Yeah. And just with that, it was it was very interesting. Um, well, all, all the people I, I interview on there with Matt, it's it seems very interesting. But you, especially because of what you do, and uh, something that sh- that stuck with me is your love of history. Yeah. Um, but uh, before before we get into all that, where where did you come from today? Where are you living at? Like- um, so I live in Toledo, like uh, West Toledo, North kind of area. Okay. Um, and like kind of actually five points ish. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm from Michigan originally. Um, so I'm from Monroe County in Ida, you know, in the middle of the cornfields and yeah. stuff. <laughs> did you, and that's where you grew up, That's right? where I grew up, yep. Um, did you ever feel like you wanted to, because you were there, you wanted to like get out? Yes, ever, 100%. Really? <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I felt like I had known every single person that I went, well, an exaggeration would be, I felt like everybody that I knew I had known since I was born. So it oh, was yeah. just like everybody knows everything about you for your whole entire life. And yeah. it's just a little bit much. So so were you able to eventually get out of there or go to school somewhere? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I um, actually so I originally I've moved a lot. So okay. I actually for a 10 year period moved or was it 10 years? Yeah, I think it was 10 years and I moved 11 times. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I was well, let's just start, let's really start at the beginning, <laughs> evasive. Yeah, I guess it's like you're running from something. Or... <laughs> yeah. I just, it's almost like I just kept like trying to leave and it kept not working. You okay, know what okay. I mean? Um, so I lived, I went to college originally the first time in Ann Arbor. I went to Eastern Michigan mm-hmm. and then I. What'd you, what'd you go to school for? Graphic design. Okay. And I did that for a little while. Um, I like to say that the first time I went to college, I majored in uh, <laughs> academic probation. Oh, I'm right there with you. I was asked to leave two schools. I did not do that well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was good because I didn't really know what I wanted to do anyways. So, okay. you know, I'm not, I don't feel like I missed out on anything by 
quitting school <laughs> or being kicked out of school, whichever one you want to call yeah. it. Um, but, you know, then I took a couple of detours and tried to figure out a couple of things. So I was a, I actually got my real estate license once. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't ever actually sell anything because... Um, you know, going into it, I took the course and I knew how much the course was going to cost. And then I knew how much the test costs and everything like that. And then it was like the bill of joining the board was so high (laughs) that I was like, okay, well, I don't have that much money to join the board, but you can't sell anything until you join the board. Okay, so so what what is what's that board? Because I I, um, just, I just thought you got your license and you were able to sell a house. So did I. Right? Okay. <laughs> I also did this when I was eighteen too. So oh, I was wow. like, I really thought it through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was in Ann Arbor, so I don't know if they're different. Mm-hmm. prices for different locations but it was like five grand and i'm really? like okay well i can't do that it seems like a mid-level marketing scheme yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then i was like oh i wonder i i assume that there's other boards that mm-hmm. don't cost as much but i wasn't educated enough to know even i just was like oh it's expensive i can't afford it i guess i quit so there was like there's this one there's probably hundreds of other ones but like, nah there's one I I'm didn't done. look into yeah. it at all yeah. <laughs> well you're 18 what do you yeah <laughs> I was like oh okay well that didn't work out I guess I'll just live with my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> my, I'm sure my parents loved that decision yeah well I, if you've moved 10 times in 11 years I'm sure there was a lot of you could say that about I'm sure my parents love that decision a lot of times. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't maybe and maybe you're not living life if your parents aren't disagreeing with something. You're right? Doing, yeah. Right? Come on, you gotta live a little, yeah. make them mad a little bit, yeah. make them worry, <laughs> but not too much. Like, yeah. Not for your life, just for like, what are you planning? Yes, for your future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but someone someone's got to be worried about it because at the time you probably were. I totally was yeah. like whatever I got yeah. this um <laughs> I had a lot of confidence for no reason when I was 18 um <laughs> I don't know what what I was thinking but I really went for it well that's good yeah but that's yeah. good too to have that much confidence you know I don't regret it at all yeah. like all of the things that I tried and failed to do I feel like were good choices mm-hmm. for where I was in my life at the time. Well, and that, and you I'm sure I mean? you can learn stuff. From exactly. Yeah. I feel like a better person and my experiences have gotten me mm-hmm. to where I am now, which yeah. wasn't the plan. I just kind of got here. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, well, there's a lot of people yeah. that can say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like <laughs> this job I have now at the manor house is really fun. Yeah. Um, and I get to kind of spread into multiple departments and, um, you know, it, as a joke, like when my assistant got hired, I was like, no one is safe from us. We're going to go like <laughs> get in everyone's business. Um, cause we like cross many departments mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, that, that part of it is really fun, yeah. but I wasn't like, it wasn't my goal. <laughs> it was yeah. not even on my radar to be like heading in this direction. Mm-hmm. So it's so weird how it, life gets you there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so that's, so after your experiment with, um, well, I don't even know if I can call you a realtor because you never, you didn't even. <laughs> I did work for a real estate company afterwards, like, but in, uh, I was an assistant for a realtor for mm-hmm. a while. And then I also like worked in their corporate office. Okay. 
Um, but it was just covering somebody's maternity leave. Um, But I had a background because I had studied graphic design in college. And, I mean, you don't have to get a degree to do graphic design as long as you're good at graphic design. (laughs) Um, So, like, I just, you know, did a couple of things related to that for them um, while their normal designer was out. Mm -hmm. And I also did, like... I've done some random things. Like I taught people how to use their internal like computer system or whatever. Um, so I was like their internal trainer for three months. <laughs> it was really random. Do you like teaching people things like that? Um, I'm, I'm if I that know much. what I'm talking about. Okay, yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I, t- <laughs> I take the long way to say everything for some reason. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm just really detailed yeah. and, Um, I actually think like, you know, when I'm booking people and I have clients and stuff, they really like it. But probably sometimes when people are having just regular conversations with me, they want me to get to the point a lot faster. Um, (laughs) you know, you know, that happens to me when I can have someone ask me about, um, a plant or a tree or, or something like that. And I'll go into the way too much detail, and they just ask me like, "How how do I get greener grass?" Right, you know? right. I went to like the science of grass and soil, you know. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. And for some reason, I always do this thing too, where I'm like, um, I make a comparison. Like, I'll put it into a metaphor mm-hmm. for no reason. Like, I just <laughs> am like, it's "Well, better. it's like this," <laughs> and they're like, "Well, you just could have said it the normal way." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The metaphor made it harder to understand. <laughs> and I also say things that like are really specific to my own experiences too. Like I'm like, oh, you know when this happens to you? And they're like, no, I don't. But <laughs> You remember that time when I was in eighth grade, right? <laughs> exactly. We were like, I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. <laughs> but hey, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so what are what are some of these other moves that you made? Um, yeah, and, and are so, they all regionally based, or did you uh, get out of here? Mostly, I was right around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Cincinnati for a while, like so, all kind of like Michigan, Ohio stuff, but yeah. moving from okay, I'm slightly closer to this city, and now I'm closer to that city, or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, was it a thing, like, because I, I don't live near a big city that you wanted to be in a big city? No. No, no I honestly, everything I feel like, except for maybe Cincinnati, mm-hmm. everything I feel like was just moving to a different house, but still kind of staying in the same, like, life. Okay, Except yeah. for when I moved to the UK. Oh, yeah. Because obviously that was very different (laughs) um but yeah i let's see i moved to cincinnati when i was like 20 19 20 maybe and are all these moves by yourself yeah oh wow yeah um i lived with like i've had a couple of you know roommates here or there Mm -hmm. or whatever or uh lived with a boyfriend for a while or whatever but i pretty much it was me i mean um not every boyfriend. I won't throw them under the rug, but some of them I was paying for everything. So (laughs) I feel like that counts as being by yourself, you know? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But you know, Hey, you live and you learn. So it's like, it's like, it's like a negative person. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, this is actually costing me money to be with with you. You're minus a person. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. And then when I moved to England, I moved to England by myself without knowing anybody there. And that was, probably the more like riskier thing I've ever done. And what, what, what made you decide like, I'm going to go live in England? Well, 
it was really. I, I guess. I guess what made you decide to move ten times anyway, but but specifically to England. Yeah, right? yeah. I was working three jobs. So ever since I was sixteen, I had two or three jobs until last year. Oh wow. Um, or maybe two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been like you know going for it, uh, and I just was like, this sucks. I'm working like a million hours a day, and. I feel like I'm not really like making any headway with anything. I just wanted to change what I was doing. Well, do you all work in all those jobs? Uh, I find it interesting when people have a lot of jobs. Like for me, I was the same way. For a few years, I had quite a few jobs, two or three at one time. But I had growing up, um, well, this is even when I was in college, my parents divorced and mm-hmm. my dad, my mom moved out. And my dad ended up losing the house. And there's something in my brain like I want. I want to not get in that situation. Yeah. And is that something with you? Like growing up, like you, like was there money issues or you just, or when you moved no. out, you're like, I got to make sure I'm always covered. Well, so the first time I moved out, I was 17 mm-hmm. and I just have, I mean, there was nothing that like kind of really pushed me to anything. My parents were always like, you know, decent, like middle-class, whatever. Yeah. And I never really was worried, but my parents, Um, you know, when my sister and I turned 16, that was like the magic number. You have to pay for your own stuff now. So it was like, um, okay, you have a car now, but we're not giving you gas money. You have to pay for your insurance. Um, I think they gave us like maybe a a year or two, like lax, um, Mm -hmm. before they started paying for insurance, but we always had to pay for gas. We always had, um, you know, once we were old enough to have jobs, we were, if you want new clothes for school, you're buying them yourself, you know? So I just always like they had taught me and my sister like to take care of ourselves. So I just was super independent right away. And I never wanted to ask anybody for help or anything. Um, even when, uh, you know, like, like when I'm in, when I was in England and then I get to, um, (laughs) which we can talk about, um, when I end up getting in the hospital and then I really needed help, like, it was a struggle for me because I'm just, I, I'm not like, I don't ask people for money. I don't ask for help. That's not monetary either. Mm-hmm. Like I just was always super, super independent. Are you glad you're, that's something your parents did for you guys? Yeah. yeah. I think it, it is smart because it's, even though they could have just been like, okay, great. Like we want you to be able to have these things for yourself. So we're going to buy them for you. And mm-hmm. that would have been great. Um, but like, I just, feel like it taught us how to save money and how to really realize how much stuff actually costs. Um, you know, cause I feel like when you're a kid, everything is the same, you know, you have no idea like the real value of money other than like the stuff that you want to buy when you wander through the store with your parents, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, um, like the realization of, Oh, it takes this much work to get that much money Mm -hmm. was was a good learning experience. And I also started waiting tables, which I personally feel like everybody in the world should do at some point just really? to teach them how to be a better human. Yeah. Um, cause you just learn how rude people can be and how to not be that way. Yeah. You know, I, I feel the same way. And I've said this when I talk to coaches on here that I think parents, all parents should coach their kid in something mm. at, because it, it can be, five-year-old t-ball or in junior high high whatever just coach like one time so you know what your kids coaches go through mm-hmm. and and it, i think it'll 
it'll click just like you saying uh, how not to be rude yeah. is how to treat coaches. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. That was always my thing. I waited tables and bartended for a long time. Like in addition to pretty much every job I had on the side, I had a waiting tables oh, or bartending okay. job because yeah. I, it's a skill you can always fall back on. You it's, know, And it seems th- those jobs can be so flexible too. Yeah, super flexible. Yeah. So then you can really work your schedule around another job, which mm-hmm. is nice. So I've, you know, been doing that for ages and just the amount of people that like either totally act like you're not a human being yeah. uh, <laughs> and that you're just there to take orders that they rudely say to you or whatever and then other people like I had this guy before oh good I was gonna ask you (laughs) if you had stories yes (laughs) I had this guy before where he and his um like person that he was with they were sitting at the bar like literally like right in front of me I can't get any farther away from you that's like five foot is as far as I can get from you I hear your entire conversation there's like no one in here whatever And so they're just talking and whatever. They were like debating something, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I always try to stay out of people's conversations. It's none of my business. And honestly, I don't care most of the time. Yeah. Um, But I'm like, it's really slow in here. We're just sitting here, whatever they're talking. And I made a comment because they had been like debating something that I knew the answer to. (laughs) And he, his reaction to me talking was so like how dare you even speak to me? Like (laughs) you're, you were on the other side. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're a servant. Like don't speak to us. And I'm like, well, sorry for helping. (laughs) (laughs) But I've also had people come in and like walk into my closet and think it's a bathroom. So, you know, (laughs) it's, it's crazy out there. (laughs) You know, you know, we, we, um, my family and I love, we like to go out to eat. And obviously before the pandemic, that was like a thing we did quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm always so um, nervous that I'm going to say something stupid or my kids are going to like, even when my kids spill something, I'm like, oh, now they got to clean it up. Or we were at Olive Garden one time and my, I think it was my daughter was, was little. She was in a high chair, Mm -hmm. made a huge mess. And I, we picked everything off the ground. We cleaned the high, like, cause I don't, I don't like leaving a mess because exactly. they're already like, yes, some people say that's their job, but yeah. it's, it's also our kid that made that mess, right? you know, or there was, there was a time where I was at, um, a restaurant and the kid made a mess and they just left it. And I, I looked at the bus boy and I handed them $5. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to clean that up, but here you go, man. Cause whatever they gave you ain't worth it. You oh know? my God. I actually went on a date where, um, this was like a, we didn't know each other very well. It was like a first date or second date or whatever. Yeah. And we went to this restaurant and like after whatever he paid and then he went to the bathroom and I looked at the bill because I, I always am like, are you a good tipper? Like that's a good like show of, personality to me uh-huh. like are you being a generous tip or whatever and so this person had tipped terribly and so I just like got some cash out of my wallet and like went and walked over and oh, found no. our server and like on the sly gave them some extra money like sorry about that guy yeah. um and they thought it was like oh thank you or yeah. whatever but I feel like there's a difference between like people yes okay it is your job to clean up after somebody mm-hmm. but a normal person comes into a restaurant and like eats and like maybe makes a little bit of a mess on the table right yeah it's not the same as like oh we threw cake on the floor and it's ground into the carpet now (laughs) and there's sugar packets spilled everywhere and honey and uh you know whatever we put we put all of our (laughs) all of our stuff stacked together like because that's a thing i feel like everybody does is they want to stack plates and they think they're being helpful 
So you're saying we shouldn't do that. So it's it's good if you stack plates if you do it correctly. Okay. So <laughs> But if yeah. you do it wrong, you're just making it grosser for them. Okay. Like so people will stack stuff and they'll put like uh like say you have a plate and it has a napkin on it, like mm-hmm. people will just put another plate on top of that. So okay. then there's still a napkin in there and that gets all like soggy and disgusting mm-hmm. and then we okay. have to touch it and okay, like whatever. I felt, I felt bad for a minute cuz yeah. we stack too, but yeah. what we do is Plates. You got to take the silverware off the yes. sides. Yeah. Plates, <laughs> then bowls, then garbage on the top bowl, and then usually silverware in the top bowl. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. And then that way they, it's like reasonable and not like I've seen people put stuff stacked on top of each other that like literally if like, you tried to pick it up, it would just fall over. Yeah. Like, how are you expecting somebody to take that? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like people don't think things through. But I yeah. mean, most people don't mean it oh yeah you yeah. know and and then you know as a person on the other side you have to take that with a grain of salt mm-hmm. like most people don't mean it but there are some people that do i'll tell you that yeah <laughs> so did, did you ever have places where you're uh waiting tables that you had like uh certain customers that came in you're like oh mr and mrs so-and-so like i like were yeah. they like regulars oh yeah when i worked at um so i used to work at mommy bay brewing company mm-hmm. i used to work in all of the restaurants that they have in there at, okay. at various points in time. <laughs> um, but there was in the brew pub, the manor, uh, the manor house, what am I talking about? <laughs> Getting distracted now from That's my right. jobs. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when I worked at Mommy Bay, there was this group of friends that would come in, like on Mondays we did trivia. And um the the group of guys they would come in and they were a team and Uh they would always I was always the Monday closer and they would stay until close so I always took their table because they would come in like right at the beginning of the day um but everybody knew them and knew that they were staying till close so it always ended up being my table because I was the closer yeah okay so um and it well I shouldn't say every time because you know there were a couple of other people that did it too and Mm. everybody knew them but um like it got to the point like we're friends on Facebook. We're yeah. friends on Instagram. Like his one of the guys, um, his wife made me a cheesecake. Oh wow! For, like because I asked for it, <laughs> um, and then you know me and another coworker split it, um, and it was delicious. By the way, it was I love like cheesecake. so good. It yeah. was like coffee flavored with chocolate covered espresso Forget, beans. I oh don't my like god! That no, you don't like that? No oh my coffee. god! It was so no good. Coffee. I specifically requested it. It's also it's also <laughs> got to be super cold. Oh yeah, it was it was Perfect. like perfectly made cheesecake. Nice. I was I don't know why she doesn't like make them professionally. <laughs> she really should. Um, but yeah, so yeah, those guys and then you know have random. I've had regulars as bar, as bartender too. Mm, yeah. and you just know people's drinks and stuff like mm. that. I tried um, and pr- prided myself on it for a while, but my memory's not as good as it used to be. But I always used to be able to remember like everybody's names, and yeah. they always. Liked it, although cheat sheet for that for bartenders, like literally just name their tab, like be like, oh, what's your name? And then name their tab. And then that way you can always look at it and then you won't forget. And then eventually you'll just remember it (laughs) because you've done it so many times. Um, But yeah, people like that. So pro tip, name your name your tab. (laughs) You know, I always like when we walk into Chili's is one of our favorites. It's right here in Perrysburg. And there's two servers in there that that will always say hello like hey nice to see you guys or yeah. this past, last time we went we got we got one of them and the woman's like 
it's a, finally I got I get to serve you guys because usually you guys have to sit somewhere else. So, mm. it, but it's cool because it makes you feel good. Like, yeah, you know, and they don't know our names, but at least they're they, they remember you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah. and it, it makes you feel like like wanting to come back. You know, right? Exactly. It's good yeah. customer service. Oh, for definitely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the same thing at the parks when I'm when I'm at Providence. There's. Um, this couple that's there like every day and I, and I'll wave to them or, or mm-hmm. pet their dog or, you know, just talk yeah. to them because they're there all the time. And it's yeah. like, it's, I want them to feel comfortable and I'm sure they do there. Otherwise mm-hmm. they wouldn't be there every day. Right. Um, and they, I'm sure like I've gotten it from park guests before too. Mm-hmm. It's just, they, they like seeing the same people in the park and yeah. feeling like they know the crew or, you yeah. know what I mean? They like feeling they're insiders. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like they're um, special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, a lot of the people, I mean, they come to the same park every day, so yes. they deserve to feel special. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get to your move to the UK. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. We got sidetracked because I was talking about... Oh, I sorry. Wanna, no, no, that's me. <laughs> I want to. I wanted to find out about the about all your jobs. Oh, um, yeah. But, but I always tell people at the, about the podcast is I try to get from A to B, and in your brain, there's an A to B, but we always go zigzag. Oh, yeah. But my job is I always try to bring it back in the middle. So, so yeah. never apologize for those sideways because that's, that's what makes the podcast. That's like right? my personality is no, going off fine. topic. You're zigzag, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I got distracted again. Oops, yeah. sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's Sidebar. what makes this stuff and, and, and really any conversation. Oh, yeah. It's more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm not going to, I mean, it's always those little stories about the, your customers you had or mm. the, the bad ones ones or and then we can go off and do little things so yeah cool. but, totally but yeah let's let's talk about moving to uk and why you, i don't think you i, think no, I asked so, you the question and, and then i said about there. my jobs yeah. and then we, we went off so <laughs> um yeah so i had three jobs at the time and i was just like all right none of these are really going in a direction that's where i really want to go mm-hmm. um sure i'm making decent money but i'm also working three jobs yeah. so that's all the hours basically. And so literally in the middle of the night, like two o'clock in the morning, I just can't sleep. And I'm on the internet, like just scrolling, looking through stuff. And I don't know even how I got to it or what I was doing, but I just sort of stumbled across this school in England that their application deadline, like was the next week and for the, for the coming semester or whatever. And it was just like so random and I didn't even like take it that seriously. And I just filled out an application and it was like, was it for design? Uh, no, it was so, I always wanted to travel. That's always been on my bucket list to go places. Um, so I, I've always been like, Oh, I'm going to save money and do this, or I'm going to save money and do that or whatever. And like planned all these big trips Mm And then I was like, you know what, like, wouldn't it just make sense to move there? And then, you know, once you're in like, well, Europe in general, it's so much easier to get from place to place. So my idea was like, okay, well, if I move there, then it'll be less expensive to go to all the other European countries that I want to go to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so (laughs) I really didn't put a ton of thought into it. I was going to ask you, um, so you're talking about Europe and you applied to this school and with, was there literally no thought? Like if I get in, I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, so at that time I was like, um, looking at their programs or something or whatever. And I was just like, well, which ones of these could I do? Yeah. (laughs) Um, because it wasn't like, I 
didn't have like a real drive where I was like, oh, I want to go back to school for this. Mm-hmm. I just was like, ooh, I could get back to school and get a visa for this country. <laughs> like that was my thought. It <laughs> okay. wasn't like, okay. ooh, I really want to go like get another educational experience. Mm-hmm. It's like I just was like, let's go to Europe and how can we do that? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I totally did not think it through at all. It was just like, I mean, I thought it through afterwards. Um, but originally like I wasn't even really intending to go, mm-hmm. I guess it was just like, Oh, whatever. It's like, as if you run across like a job description and you're like, I could do that, but you already have a job you like. So you just like, don't even update your resume, but you just send it just, and then don't care if you ever hear back. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It was like that. Um, so I just was like, whatever. And then I kind of forgot about it, you know, sent, sent a midnight application and then was like, whatever. And then I got in and then I was like, Oh, now well, I got, now I got to do something with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, this is real and yeah. I could really do this. So then I actually looked into it and figured out how much it was going to cost me and, you know, did the whole homework thing. And then three months later I was on a plane. So, and how hard was it to find a place to stay, find a job? Cause you had, you had to do all that, right? Yeah. yeah. So when you move to England <laughs> <laughs> for all those people who <laughs> pro tip, <laughs> Um, it's, you actually like, so all of their real estate for rentals and stuff, like I suppose it may be different, although I kind of doubt it for buying a house, but Mm -hmm. for renting, um, it was like, you you can't do anything online or over the phone or whatever. Like everything has to be seen in person. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to meet in person with the, um, like real estate company or the letting agency or whatever. And sometimes you have to meet the landlord in person before they all let you, um, at least in the area where I was living, like yeah. the, it's really to use a British phrase, really taking the piss, um, <laughs> like the stuff that they require, okay. <laughs> um, because it's like, there's all these like fees that are just like, what is this for? Mm. But it just goes to the letting agency, like for some reason and I'm like this is weirdly a lot more expensive than renting anywhere else I've ever lived so um yeah but I so I couldn't do I couldn't get a house before I went right so I was accepted into the school and I was like okay cool and I figured out how I was gonna get all of that part taken care of Mm -hmm. and I was all totally set up with my classes and my tuition and everything like that but I wasn't gonna live on campus and I knew that I didn't want to because Number one, I was already an adult used to living by themselves. So I was like, no, thank you to living in a dorm. (laughs) Um, And also because I was picturing it like being a dorm, like the dorm I was in at Eastern, Mm -hmm. which come to find out is like nothing like it. So I'll tell you about that, too. But um, but it was like, okay, great. I'm moving, but I can't get a house, can't get a job like until I actually get there. And I also am taking my dog. So, um, which by the way, my dog's ticket to England was literally seven times more expensive than my own. Oh my gosh. Um, I got a really good deal when I flew over. I mean, cause it was like one way plus I didn't care how long it took me to get there. So I took like a really inconvenient layover because I was like, whatever, I'm moving there. It's one time. It'll be fine. What an island in the Atlantic. Like what's, (laughs) where's their layover? I don't, I had a layover for seven and a half hours in Boston Okay, and which was 
like oh, the, okay the fine. inconvenient part of it is the time maybe. yeah but then okay. i had another layover in iceland oh wow um which actually i'm really happy about how this went but it was an inconvenience um so like something with their scheduling or some sort of situation was going on so we like got off the plane on the tarmac oh, and conveniently like right when we were getting on it was freezing but um, I was definitely not dressed for Iceland weather. I'll tell you that. Um, but it was like the early morning. Um, so the sun, like the sunrise was coming up over the mountains mm. and it was beautiful. Oh, wow. It was just gorgeous. And so I've never like really been to Iceland, but Iceland was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, at least at the airport, the mountains at the airport, yeah. at the Reykjavik airport, it's beautiful. <laughs> Um, but then we were in like a really tiny, like little area of the airport for, for like a really long time. There was not enough seats for everybody. Mm. Like we, there were people sitting on the floor. I don't know what the situation was going, like why or whatever that we were all in this weird area. Um, and I never found out, Mm. but, but you made it. Yeah. There were a bunch of people speaking Icelandic, like in serious tones around us. So I assume something was up, but whatever, I was fine. So yeah. <laughs> it was all good. Um, and then actually it took so long to get there that, um, when I landed in London, my plan, when I had gotten everything together, I got like a hotel room in London and I was going to like stay in London for the first day. And then I was staying overnight and then I was going to go to where I was actually going to live, which was in Essex. Mm-hmm. And, but I wanted to do like a tourist day, you know, except (laughs) I didn't like think about how exhausting it would be to travel for that long. So I literally slept for 24 hours. (laughs) Like I got into my hotel room and didn't wake up until it was time to check out. Oh wow! And I was like, well, that's wasted. (laughs) So Well, you live there. You can always go back. Yeah. So it it ended up working out because I just went back to visit later, but I was like, shoot, I missed my chance there. So, but and I missed my bus too, which sucked. Oh I, man! Is that because you had to lay over in Iceland for three days, or what? no? I no, <laughs> but I was at the um, the bus station from. So before I had really learned how to navigate England, mm. I, this was the first time I had ever been there. Like this was my first time leaving the country. And so, wait. So you you never went to Canada as a nineteen year old to drink I can't. Beer? I've never been to Canada now. Oh, I'm really? so ashamed of it. I <laughs> well, lived, it's so much harder to do it now. <laughs> I've lived forty five minutes away from Canada my entire life, and I've never oh my been gosh, there. that was that was I think a year when I was. I don't even think I was going to school. I was just living in BG. And we would we did that several times in one year. All my friends did it. Like yeah. when they turned nineteen, they're like, "We can go drink in Canada." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, cool." <laughs> I never went. And I even got like the because since I'm from Michigan, you get the driver's license so that you can go across the border. Oh, okay. So I had the enhanced driver's license so that I could cross the border, and I never did uh, it. it. Yeah. So bummer, you missed out. I know totally. Was, I mean, it's not <laughs> it's not the most glamorous thing, and when you shove twelve kids in a hotel room. <laughs> Uh, but it right. was fun. It was it was fun. I, I won. Uh, I went gambling. I won four hundred dollars. Ooh, won nice. Three card poker. Uh, but yeah, that's that's surprising, it's especially because I thought for sure because you lived in Michigan. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody, everybody I went to school with, all my friends, like they all did. Yeah, yeah. At least as far as I remember, everybody <laughs> went. But somehow I never, never got in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's all right. Yeah, but it's on my uh, on my list because I realized it actually as I was like, oh, you know, I had. Uh, I did one of those 
goal sheet things when I was probably 22 or something for like before you turn 30. And then now that I'm getting closer to 30, I was like, oh, I wonder what I wrote on that. I should probably start on this list. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) Uh, I wonder. And so I got it out. And like I'm one country short of the number of countries I wanted to go to. Oh, okay. So they weren't um, specific. It was just I wanted it was to, just like I want to go to this many countries. Nice. Okay. Um, because I have so many that I wanted to go to. I'm like so interested in like culture and travel of other yeah. people. I also I'm not a like, you know, I have friends like this. Um, but you know when you go on vacation and you just are like you want to hang out at the resort, you want to be by the pool or whatever, and it's very just a relaxation yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm so not that person. Yeah. Like I'm super busy when I'm on vacation. I have stuff to do. I'm going to museums. I'm going to, and I also like, I try to not go to restaurants that are like recommended. I try to go to like, um, like a, <laughs> like a dive bar Our and then talk to people. Like, yeah. yeah. So if you go to a dive bar and then the best way, so I'm not a smoker, but this is the best way to make friends is like go out to the smoking deck uh-huh. because there's less music people are more chatty people are like i don't know there's just a vibe out there where people are like more willing to have a conversation with a stranger yeah, you know yeah. so that's how, that's how i made friends in england was by going to the smoking deck like that's You're pretending or what um no 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 <laughs> like um i have smoked some cigarettes in my life okay. so um you know but i'm not a smoker now and i yeah. was never a regular smoker but it was like a way to make friends yeah. and i'm not suggesting like becoming a smoker <laughs> that's how i'm saying <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> Just <laughs> when you're when you're looking to find people who are willing to talk, that's the place to go. And I don't think you're usually going to be like, "Where's your cigarette, bro? Like, well, what yeah. are you doing out here?" Well, that was that was. Uh, did you ever watch Friends? Oh yeah, that yeah. was an episode of Friends. Yeah. Rachel Rachel wanted to get in with her boss. Yeah, and so she started smoking her, and then she, yeah, yeah. she tried to like get her to quit, and they did for a day. Yeah, I, t- I remember that. Yeah, because yeah, they were having they were making like big business meeting yes, decisions they were, while they were out for a smoke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she kept missing out. So I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, okay, this is where you can meet people without it being like. I'm also not a big advocate of like meeting people at a bar either because most of the time people are drunk, so it's usually not the best place. <laughs> but that's how I met everyone yeah. when I was in England, yeah. except for the people that I met at school and work and stuff. But well, I, I'm know. the same way when when we go on vacations. It's a little harder with kids. Um, because oh, I'm we, sure. We yeah, we do have to do these things, but there there are plenty of times where, well, even with, I used to go to Texas all the time with my family. My my dad put us all in a van and drove to Texas every mm-hmm. Christmas and. He would. It's where he's from. So he, we would do the same stuff every year. We'd go to this place, visit, um, and I. We could never like see things. And I took my girlfriend at the time. She's mm-hmm. my wife now. But we went down there, visited the same cities and everything, but did totally different stuff because yeah. it's it's. We got to experience something because we're not from there, so we get to do all kinds of things, right. you know. And but but I'm the same way. Like let's let's figure out these other things or, or you know. As much as uh, Yelp lets you know popular places, they also yeah. let you know like, hey, this is a three-star place, and it's probably good still. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So. <laughs> it's probably still pretty good, yeah, but isn't a yeah. million dollars, so yeah. head on over. <laughs> My favorite thing actually is um, grocery shopping in foreign countries where you don't speak the language oh. because then you can't read any of the labels, and that's really fun. Oh, that, ter- that terrifies oh, me Oh, my so gosh. Much. It not, was not, not so just like, fun. Not just like, because 
eventually I'd like to go to Europe. I mean, I mm-hmm. don't like to fly, so that's that's terrifying uh, already. Yeah. Um, but then just getting there and not knowing how to do anything or co- not even communicating, like it terrifies me so oh much. Oh my God. It's not terrible. A lot of people speak English in yeah. a lot of countries, so that's helpful. Mm-hmm. But like um, when my friend and I went to Poland, we ended up, we uh, were on this train and the ticketing booth or whatever, it wasn't a person. It was like a oh computer, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and the computer had the option that you could turn it to English. So we were like, yes, this is fantastic, right? So we go and we like click through everything. I put my card in, blah, blah, blah. But once I go to do the payment, then everything turned back to Polish. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm like, okay, well, I think it worked. Whatever. It printed some stuff out that looks like tickets. So let's take these and let's go. But then when the ticket collector person came around, come to find out like the receipt had printed that there was an error. Like it was saying that my payment hadn't worked, oh. but I couldn't read it. And it looked the same as the ticket. So I was like, we're good. Yeah. But we were not good. Oh, no. What happened? <laughs> Did you get in trouble? No, it was actually, they just had us, um, conveniently, they had a way that we could pay, like, yeah. with the ticket collector. So he just had us pay, like, with his mobile payment oh, okay, thing. Okay. So that ended up working out well. But he didn't speak English. Oh. So we, it was really a struggle for a minute there because we were like, what? Oh, I'm anxious you know, just what? listening right now. Oh my god! But you know, we used some Google Translate okay, to be like, right. "Hey, whatever," because he kept pointing at like the ticket and being like saying something, and we're like, "What?" So he was telling you like this ain't a yeah, ticket. like yeah. he was trying to tell okay. us like this is not what you think it is yeah. or whatever. So then eventually, like we translated through Google and figured out a way to communicate to each other, and then we were like, "Oh, sorry, please excuse Jeez. us. We didn't mean to be." <laughs> Horrible and, and, and horrible. <laughs> like you know, because my one friend, um, she's English, mm-hmm. and she is like, when she is in a mood, she like just doesn't think things through. Mm-hmm. So like in England, they have very mild weather, right? So she had been in Poland. We're in Poland in like August, and it's ninety degrees outside. So her poor like English skin and heart are just <laughs> bleeding. Like she's sweating her butt off, like can't handle how yeah. hot she is. And so she's just irritated like at everything. And she gets <laughs> so mad that this guy doesn't speak English. And I was like, Sophie, we are in their country. Yes. Like if we were in England, you could be mad, but we're in Poland. And she's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're the one that doesn't speak the language yes. here. You, you know, he should be mad at you. <laughs> you should be kicking off this, right. kicking us off this train right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, but it ended wow. up working out. But it was a little bit nerve wracking there for a second. Yeah. I, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so eventually you find a place to live. Yeah. Right? So, okay. yeah. So I ended up living in a hotel for two. Can, wait, can I tell you one thing? Yeah. This is the easiest podcast I've ever done because you love to talk. Oh, good. And so this is this is marvelous. Good. I'm glad. I'm, yeah, I, love, I could I, go in and eat, eat something and come back and you're still going. In. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really. Yeah, good. I'll just carry the whole podcast just... <laughs> by myself. Uh, you can go. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm. Uh, no, this is good. This is really good. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, your life so far, and you, we probably only got up to like what twenty three. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Yeah. I'm 23 when I moved to England. Yeah. So I was, yeah, living in a hotel. So I got a cheap, like, like staying over a pub kind of thing. Um, you know, that's like your, your, where you're living or no, that's where I was staying. Like a hostel type of thing? No, it was like, uh, this like local pub that just had like, you know, like a little, 
bed and breakfast like above it okay. kind of thing or okay. well i shouldn't say bed and breakfast because it was just the bed, just the bed yeah. <laughs> yeah just the bed <laughs> above the beer, pub probably. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but it was very like english you know to just stay above a pub yeah, you know yeah. um but that was like well since i can't get a place to live like i'll just stay somewhere when i get there mm. and so i had already made my reservation for that place and they knew i was staying like until i found somewhere to live or whatever so i was paying like every two weeks and i lived there for two months so what was your job at this time? Um, so I ended up getting a job at the school. So I went back to school um, so that I could get a visa. <laughs> um, and then I, uh, because of the way that their school system works, it's really difficult to like have a flexible schedule or work it around a job because... Mm-hmm. Like the way that you can select your classes here in America, you can be like, oh, okay, I want to do like the seven o'clock session or this class is offered at these two times or it's on these two days or whatever. Where like over there, your program is more focused. You don't take gen ed at all. It just goes straight into what you want to work at. Mm -hmm. Like their, um, their bachelor degrees are three years and you can get a master's in five is it is it because their high schools are like do you get more out of high school then so they actually finish high school um at what would be like our sophomore year um and then they go to what they call college which is just like i guess for lack of a better way to explain it would be 11th and 12th grade Uh but it's not it's more like focused on kind of what you what do you want to do with your career where are you going let's kind of build skills that are relevant to that okay. i think their school system makes so much more sense than yeah. ours because i feel like i don't know like if i want to be a scientist like i don't need to take art mm-hmm. or like if i want to be you know what i mean well, I don't know. well it's like it's like uh penta like vocational school yeah yeah where you where here i want to do this so let's let's work on that right and then take your english and your math exactly you know? so yeah. i i took um modern languages so i took spanish french and italian and that was my entire curriculum was spanish french and italian classes wow. i didn't take anything that was not related to those classes and so, you also, it also feels like my money is going like every penny is right like you being used correctly well it definitely suits the way I thought about it because I always was thinking, you know, I don't know if I'll go back to school because it feels like, you know, I'm doing, I feel like I'm paying you and I'm not getting what I want. You know what I mean? Um, and I have a hard time paying attention to things that, that I don't feel like are relevant, (laughs) um, which is me having a bad attitude, I'm sure. But, (laughs) um, but I'm like, what does this have to do with what I want to do? Like then my brain like kind of checks out because it's like, you don't really need to know this. Mm -hmm. And so then I have a hard time like caring enough to pay attention and caring enough to do a good job. So that's what I felt when I was at BG, I took, I had to take a music class and I didn't, I don't want to take a music class. (laughs) I didn't even go. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So then you're more likely to be like, Oh, I have better plans. So you know, sleep. Exactly. (laughs) Remember that academic probation I was on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, but this definitely like suited me better. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, great. Like everything that I'm taking, like I can clearly see how this relates to what I'm trying to study or whatever. So, you know, I had like intensive classes for different variety, like of the language or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I actually did pretty well in Spanish, but my, my Italian teacher like got sick or something, something happened. And she like, I met her one time and then, uh, 
she was out because of some sort of illness. And then we had like a substitute Italian teacher, which by the way, like I had taken Spanish in in high school. So I knew a little bit of that and I was comfortable and I was kind of familiar with French, but like Italian, nothing. Like I knew how to say thank you and that's it. So, um, I was like, Ooh, you know, it's beginners level Italian. And the lady that they brought in to replace my teacher who was out did not speak English. And I'm like, okay, beginners Italian. (laughs) Like I have no idea what you're saying, you know? And so for probably three months and it was, I could tell it was a struggle for her too, because she only spoke Italian. Mm -hmm. And so, um, (laughs) like it was kind of like a DIY teaching to yourself kind okay. of thing. Like we would go to class and like, she would just tell us what to read and then we would read it. Mm. <laughs> like This is not a class. <laughs> so, um, I did terrible at that. Like on all my tests, I just was like, what would be correct in Spanish? This looks close. <laughs> That's how I was winging it through well, Italian. I was, was going to say, aren't those, aren't the, can't those, I mean, they're all what the romantic languages, right? Yeah, can't they, they all are be similar. similar right? Yeah. Okay. I actually ended up, um, and apparently this is common, like when you're trying to learn more than one at a time is I was mixing them together. Oh. So like I would, um, sometimes not even necessarily the words, but the structure okay. of the way that they put their words in order. So like, I remember like on one of my, uh, French tests, they were like, this is the way you would say this in Spanish. And you're saying it with the French words, but they're not in the right order oh, okay. because that's not the structure yeah. in French. And yeah, so I did that a couple of times. So that's got to be, I mean, it's hard enough to learn one language, but to learn, be learning three at one time, that's yeah, going to happen. It right? was it was a lot. Yeah. And and now I feel annoyed by it a little bit because um, like I passed all my classes and stuff, but then I didn't get to continue because of my like getting sick. Okay. Um, so I was like irritated because I'm like, I, pa- I, I put in all this work. Yeah. I passed all these tests, especially like taking tests in a different language is hard. <laughs> like <laughs> Taking less tests in English is hard. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, hopefully I'm doing this right yeah. or whatever. So where do I put my name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I passed whatever. And then want, want, you know, then so, I didn't get to finish. So but how, how far did you get before you didn't get to I finish? I only did one year. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, my Spanish is, has seen better days because yeah. I don't use it enough. Um, like when I could have a conversation with people before now I'm like slow on the uptake, you know, I can, I can hear it, um, so much better. And I can read it too, but but you can't res- like speak and respond yes. quick but, enough. But if there was a, a, a situation where there was like an emergency or someone needed something, I could help them and and try and get them to whatever they had to do. But I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't converse back. Converse for, back, you know, yeah. for the most part. You know, I can say a lot of yeah. a lot of things. You know, I could do maybe like really basic conversations, like maybe like a you know, you know, like a taxi or a restaurant kind mm-hmm. of interaction, but. I've kind of lost some of that other stuff from yeah. not being able to it's not, not that I was like, you know, really high level. Cause I wasn't, mm-hmm. I was still mid level, still learning. Um, I think maybe if I had gotten all the way to fluency, it would have been harder to forget, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but I was still like kind of midway through the process. And then, you know, I went from like speaking Spanish to people every day to then like, I didn't talk to anybody in Spanish for a year, yeah. you know? So, um, I definitely like I can I'll watch TV shows in Spanish and I can understand and stuff like that. But it takes too long for my brain to like process the translation to respond in an appropriate amount of time. You know know what I mean? Even my dad says that my dad speaks Spanish 
And when he goes down to, to visit family, there is people from Mexico mm-hmm. there and they speak too fast for him. And yeah. he knows Spanish. So he, 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 even he can't keep up. I actually found it a little bit tough too, because so, um, this is just my own like conjecture, but I feel like it's easier as an American to learn Spanish than to learn some other languages because we hear Spanish. So we're familiar with it. So it doesn't sound okay. as foreign. Yeah. Um, where like, I think, and again, like totally could be like, don't, you know, don't take my word for any yeah. of this, but um, it seems like, Academic probation, remember. Yeah, yeah, remember that. (laughs) (laughs) But it seems like if it sounds less foreign to you, it's Mm -hmm. easier to remember. So, like, that's I always felt like Spanish was easier because I've heard Spanish words Mm -hmm. my whole life, right? You know, there's certain things that, whatever. But I did find it difficult because when I was in the UK, I was learning Spanish Spanish instead of Mexican Spanish. And I'm used to the way that they pronounce things in Mexican Spanish, so it was a little harder to hear because of the slight accent difference. Yeah. But now because I took such an intensive course of Spanish, now I feel like I'm the opposite. Like where now I feel like I tend to lean towards Spanish, Spanish pronunciation Mm -hmm. than Mexican Spanish pronunciation, which I mean, it's not that much different, but it is a little bit like as far as if you're learning it and you're not really that familiar with the word and the pronunciation of things is so like, specific to those kinds of languages you know you could put the pronunciation in a different letter and it's a different word you know so it it, it, i don't know it just seems like if you can hear it it's easier to know oh i can distinguish that that was a word you know what i mean you know my my dad my well both my parents they spoke or they speak uh, they call it slang spanish Mm. and it, they couldn't help me with my homework sometimes. Oh, because yeah. Because they're like, well, we your book says this way, but we would say it this way. Yeah. But I can't do what they would say because it's, it's not in my book. Right. You know, so it'd be difficult even for them to help whatever, I was, however I was learning. Yeah. That. I worked at a, a, a restaurant for a little while where, like, a lot of the cooks spoke Spanish. And I would talk, um, you know, talk to them about, like, my pronunciation and stuff like that. Or, like, I would say phrases to them and they would tell me how they would say it mm-hmm. instead because, like, I don't know. When you learn it, it it's so formal. It's not the way people yes. really speak, yeah. you know? So they're like, oh, yeah, like, you sound like a dweeb. Like, you're saying, like, <laughs> the very atomic, you know, like, <laughs> pronouncing everything perfectly. It's, yeah. like, got, like, perfect grammar or whatever. And it's just not the way people talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, but well. it was disappointing, though, to get sick and then not be able to continue yeah well let's go into that too yeah this episode is sponsored by big daddy graphics big daddy graphics is the only full-time full-service perrysburg spirit wear store in perrysburg they have two full-time graphic artists on staff to assist customers in creating eye-catching designs and full catalogs from the leading makers of quality garments including under armor nike adidas holloway badger among other top brand manufacturers big daddy graphics offers screen printing and embroidery for anyone from the sports world to the corporate one They also offer promotional products emblazoned with logos. They can put your logo on nearly 1 million different types of promotional products, from coffee cups to golf tees, key fobs to lanyards, and hundreds of thousands of other products. So whether you live your life on the field or in the office, Big Daddy Graphics has you covered. To get started on your design, visit BigDaddy-Graphics.com. Let's get back to the show. So so you go a year, you've you've been in England for a year. Yep. And then... um, 
and then you get sick. What? So what happens? Exactly? Yeah. So I. So this is weird. Have you ever heard of Guillain-Barré syndrome? Um, the only reason I've heard of it is because there was two years ago there was a. I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, the football player. Yes, and he had it, and that's yeah. the only reason I knew. I, I Who was it again? It. I don't remember. It's one, th- th- one of their uh, offensive linemen. I can't remember his name right now. Okay, but, yeah. I do remember that though, but I couldn't. I can't remember the person specifically, but I do um, remember that coming up, mm-hmm. and I thought it was interesting because I had literally like never heard of it before in my life until I had it, and then after I had it, I felt like I, like people came out of the woodwork with it. You know what I yeah. mean? It was just everywhere. Yeah. So, um, and that guy got it not too long after I had it. And so I, and it was on the news and stuff. And I was like, Oh, this is weird that this thing that I've never heard of before is popping up in my life all over the place now. Travis Frederick, right? Was okay. His name, by the way. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, and it, it was, um, and then when you, when, and, and please describe it cause I'm not, um, I didn't have it. So I'm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I remember hearing it and I go, man, that sounds crazy. Like, like to get or to. To even know, like, this person um, has it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who may not know, um, Guillain-Barre syndrome is a autoimmune disease that attacks your nervous system and paralyzes you. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the treatment for it doesn't really, like, heal you or make you better. It just stops it from getting worse. Yeah. And then once it stops, like deteriorating then your body can start to heal on its own so like the treatment for it doesn't actually make you better it just stops it from getting worse so you just you just take get treatment until it until it's enough for it to stop yeah is there a timetable like Uh, usually this this long or this long no not exactly so basically um your nerves all your nerve endings or whatever are all over your body and then Um, I like to describe this as a cord, like you have a wire from Mm -hmm. the end of your nerve to your brain, right? Um, And all of that, like the same as an electrical wire, like you have to have an insulation, right? So where you would have like that rubber or whatever um, on an electrical cord, we have myelin um, is what it's called around your, uh, (laughs) for lack of a better word, the wire from your nerve to your brain. Okay. Um, So... And this attacks just your peripheral nervous system, um, not your central, um, which is good because then your brain would get real damaged. Um, But so uh, it eats away all that myelin, like your nervous system goes in and starts like eating all of that away. And so because that insulation is not there, your nerve can't speak to your brain, like the connection is broken. Okay. Um, So then you have to grow all that myelin back. And for some people, like the recovery is so like it's unpredictable because you can't predict how somebody is going to grow back that 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 piece organic piece of your yeah. body. You know what I mean? Because um, they're they're not doing anything to because there isn't anything that there's they can to do. Give you, yeah, say, there's nothing to yeah. like fix it for you. You just have to grow it back on your own yeah. and. Um, they, it's just kind of like, okay, well, we'll see how good you get. And I mean, I did physical therapy and stuff like that. But how, how'd you know that happened? Like what were the early? Well, so I'll tell you from the beginning, cause it is a story. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I had just been, uh, I was, it was over the summer. So I was doing some traveling cause school was out. Um, and I had, um, you know, because school was out, I could take time off from my job cause it was also through the school, mm, which, okay. you know, like I said, I had to get a job through the school because the schedule, you know, it would be impossible to balance with a job that wasn't with the school. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but I got lucky because they had a graphic design position oh, and nice. they were like, oh, you're like overqualified. And I was like, great, I'll take it. <laughs> I just need a job. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, most of the people coming in for student jobs are like 18 and I was 23 oh, and had already okay. like been in the workforce. Yeah. So they were like, this is cool. You know, <laughs> um, most of the people come in and they're straight out of, you know, high school, yeah. and you know, have no experience or whatever. So, but anyway, long story short. So I had gone and done some traveling. So I was just in Paris and when I was in Paris, I, you know, I'm trying to like have a good time. I'm in Paris. It's the first time that I've ever been there, but I kept getting these migraines. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I was just like, tr- you know, trying to like toughen it out yeah. and be like, whatever, I'm making this work. Like I'm not going to waste this trip or whatever. So Are you by yourself too? No, uh, me and a friend went. Okay. So she and I were like she was like, Oh, you, do you have a headache again? Like it was like every day, all day, yeah. like just the worst headaches. And so we went to also interesting to go to a foreign pharmacy. If you, if you guys are interested <laughs> in doing that too. Um, because like the way they sell drugs and stuff is different too. Like you can only get like ibuprofen in really small packs. Oh, like really? I think in England you can only buy like 16 at a time. Um, oh, you can get bottle like yeah, you can get like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, this is annoying. Like, don't people get a headache more often than this? Like, it's so inconvenient. Um, especially like, I don't know about other people, but I take like four of those bad boys at once. Yeah. You know what I mean? oh, yeah. So this is not lasting for a whole like illness, <laughs> you know? So, um, but anyway, uh, so blah, 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 blah. I was just in Paris and I have all these migraines and I'm like, this is weird, but whatever. And I get home and I'm just feeling like really tired. Um, but I can't really like place it, you know, I'm just like, Oh, you know, maybe I'm coming down with something, which for like the full picture, when I moved to England, I was sick, like probably for the entire year be- of just like a slight cold Okay, because It's like going to kindergarten, you know, like all the germs are just slightly different. You know what I mean? Uh So like all of the stuff that I would be immune to here, you know, I'm not used to the the plants like they have different pollen or whatever. And they have different the the cold is just slightly different over there. The flu is just slightly different, you know, like how it just evolves and morphs or Mm -hmm. whatever. So um, I was lightly sick for a long time. So I was just like, oh, this is no big deal, right? You're just used to it. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm just like getting another head cold or whatever. Um, So I was just super tired. And then I was like, (laughs) then I, it started to feel like, oh, you know, when you sleep wrong and then your neck hurts or your back hurts or whatever, and you just kind of feel off, but you're like, whatever, I just slept wrong. Yeah. And so I keep like trying to like write these things off. Like it's no big deal, whatever. It totally seems fine. Cause they're all things that seem normal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I'm like, okay, this is getting a little excessive. Um, because then it started being like, um, so painful to lay on my side that it felt like I was like breaking my shoulder. Wow. Um, so I was like, okay, that's weird, you know? And like, um, I just was like, wow, I'm so sick. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, I can't get comfortable. I couldn't sleep. Like, I was just really having a hard time. So by the time I go to the doctor, which this probably entire story that I'm telling you is about a week long. Uh Okay. So um, I go to the GP, um, which, by the way, the, the doctors in England are all, like, based off of where you live. Like, so because of where I lived, I was in the network or the realm or it's like being in the pizza delivery zone. You know what I mean? 
of yeah. the of the doctor's office. So and then you don't have a specific doctor either. It's like there's just a bunch Whoever's of doctors there. there and then you make an appointment and then whatever. Yep. It's also really hard to get a same day appointment there. Um, which I attribute to free healthcare yeah. because they sneeze and go to the doctor where I'm like, in America, we don't do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that sounds expensive. So I'm not going. <laughs> um, but because my friends in England are like, oh, you should go to the doctor for that. You should go to the doctor yeah, for that. I'm everything. Like, no, yeah. I don't think so. Maybe you should wait it out for a few days. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I go. And at this point, like the doctor that sees me that day is probably in his sixties, you know, and I'm 23 years old and this man could like outrun me easily. Like I'm crawling, I'm walking so slow. Um, cause I got to the point where like, um, you know, (laughs) see, I keep saying like, you know, like this, (laughs) uh, that's like the only way I know how to explain things apparently. Um, but so I couldn't lift my leg properly, Mm -hmm. like my, my right leg. So instead of lifting from my knee, I had to lift from my hip because my, my leg was obviously starting paralysis already. Um, and I was like, Oh, this is weird. Like whatever. And I went to the doctor and I'm like, clearly something's wrong with me. Like I'm walking like a snail and you know, like it's not like I'm in bad shape or like I'm, you know, I'm a perfectly healthy 23 year old person at that time. And he just was like, well, I can't see like anything wrong with you. Like whatever. Totally. He suggested antidepressants for my stress. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like for? even talking about right now um so i was like okay like you're not taking me seriously that's fine so i left whatever and then you know it's like really like my feet started to go numb Mm -hmm. um so i couldn't feel my feet at all it started to be like i couldn't really feel my hands that well either but mostly it was just in my feet um and the pain of my body so it felt like if you take a lighter and leave it on like with the flame for a long time and then you press the metal to your skin like it would feel like that, but wow. like in huge patches, yeah. like not like just a little spot. Like it would be like my entire shin felt like that, you know? Um, and are you like scared at this? Like I would be terrified well, the whole time. At, be- at the beginning, I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, this is so inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this par- so, this par- paralysis is so inconvenient it's, to me. Yeah, it's really, I'm not loving it. <laughs> but, um, and like at this point, like I still have no idea what's wrong with yeah, me. Whatever. Yeah. I call um, 111, which is like their health thing. So like you can call if you have some sort of health concern and you're not really sure what to do, but you don't necessarily think it's an emergency. That's okay. their number that you call. So I called them. <laughs> And I explained to them, like, how I'm feeling, how I can't sleep through the pain, um, you know, and that it feels like, you know, my skin's on fire. It feels like my bones are breaking. It feels like I've just run, like, six marathons in a row. Like, my body is just exhausted. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I have these brutal headaches. And so they tell me to call 999, which is their version of 911, right? Um, and they, they're like, we're going to dispatch an ambulance to you. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm like thinking, cool, somebody's taking this seriously, whatever. But then the people get there and they do like kind of some preliminary like tests because they were worried about my back because of how painful that was. But they just like made sure like that, you know, it seemed like it was mostly in line. I didn't have any like spinal damage or like anything majorly concerning. So they were like, you're fine and left 
and that was it. They left yeah. you? Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. Oh so I was like, okay, well, thanks, I guess. And, you know, whatever. So then I'm thinking, okay, it's not that big of a deal if these people aren't concerned. Yeah. But then the next day, it's a holiday, super also inconvenient because then everything is closed. Yeah. Um, like everything. They have, you know, I honestly don't know how to get, get, get things done. Like stores <laughs> close at the same time that work does. So like you can't go after work, mm. you know, and then everything's open on Saturday for a normal amount of time. But then everything closes at 4 p.m. on Sunday. So like even the 24 hour grocery store closes at 4 p.m. on wow. Sunday. And. So I'm like, does everybody just like collectively get together and do their shopping on Saturday and that's it? Like that's the only day a week you can get something done. Like, that's wow. super inconvenient. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I go to like, I'm like, okay, this pain is just unbearable. And I keep like trying to like let it go and think it's not that big of a deal or whatever. And I just try to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, no one else seems to think this is a big deal or whatever. So, but I actually said to my mom on the phone and it's funny that I said it now cause I was joking and I was like, I feel like I had just watched, um, the theory of everything, Mm -hmm. uh, that movie with, uh, Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones, I think for, it's about Stephen Hawking. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, um, so I had just watched that, like not that long beforehand. So it was in my brain. And I told my mom, I was like, I feel like I'm going paralyzed, like Stephen Hawking. And I was joking. Like, I was like thinking like, you know, I don't know what's wrong. Like whatever. And then like less than a week later I was paralyzed. So it was like, that's crazy that I said that because I didn't realize that's what was happening to me yet. Um, but so on this holiday, I'm like, cannot get through this pain. It's like driving me crazy. So I took a taxi because everything was really walkable or like public transport or whatever. So I didn't have a car there, but I was like in so much pain. I'm like, I can barely, like I could not walk to a bus station and yeah. wait for a bus. There's no way. So call a cab and go down there to the emergency room. And I waited in the emergency room for four hours. Oh. And then somebody, the doctor that I saw, like literally suggested to me, like, are you hungover? Like he asked me if I was hungover and I'm like, is this a joke? Like, does somebody like who would wait in the hospital? Yeah. I'm like, who in the world would wait four hours to have because they were hungover? Like, who's that like unaware of how hangovers work? Like, (laughs) I don't understand the situation. So, and I had been, I mean, crying in the waiting room, like in pain because sitting up in a normal chair was like so painful to me. And I'm like, I don't know why everybody thinks I'm like, you know, just making this up. I think they thought I was like drug seeking or something. Um, because at this point I was also like incontrollably like kind of shaking because I was in so much pain. Like it was hard to hold my body up. Um, and so whatever, they, I was like, like disheartened, you know, cause I'm like, no one's taking me seriously. Did you go home again? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So I go home again. I can't take it right now. <laughs> and, and I'm like, whatever. So then I'm like, kind of like at the end of my rope. Right. And at the end of my street, there's a chiropractor's office and I see it like every day. So I'm like, I'm walking all messed up. Like no one else thinks there's anything wrong with me. Like I'm going to go there and see what they say. Mm-hmm. And I had not slept for three days at this oh, point. Like, gosh. 
Um, because every time, the only time I fell asleep was like, um, it hurt so much. I can't even explain it to you. And I felt like, because my feet were so numb, like they felt really cold. Mm -hmm. And so I kept like taking baths like to get warm, Mm -hmm. but then it was also the only spot where I was comfortable because then like it relieved the pressure like on my back and stuff because I could float, you know? Um, so it was the only place that I was comfortable. So like, I like accidentally fell asleep in the bathtub a couple of times and I'm like, that's dangerous. (laughs) So, um, but it was the only place that I had gotten any sleep at all for days. So it was kind of a, you know, balance of, well, which thing is more important to me, (laughs) you know? Um, but so I go to this chiropractor and they had terrible design, by the way, of this, this chiropractor's office that there was like three steps to get in the door with no railing. And I'm like, it's a chiropractor's office. Come on guys. Messed up backs all the time. And you're making (laughs) like, people can't do this. Get a ramp. (laughs) Wow. So I, whatever, it takes me a couple minutes to get up the stairs (laughs) and I go in and like, the people like their eyes widened when they saw me because they could tell like it was so difficult for me to walk, you know, just on site. Like it was very clear that there yeah. was something wrong with me. And so they sit me down in the in the chiropractor's office and they're like, he'll be in with you in, you know, just a minute or whatever. And I'm like, OK, great. But of course, like it's a chiropractor's office. So they're all like ergonomic chairs. They're all super comfortable. So I fell asleep in the chair oh. like in like he didn't even take five whole minutes to get to the office. And I fell asleep in this chair, like just sitting straight up and he comes in and he's like, um, ex- hello. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm like, I explained the whole situation. I'm like, it hurts so bad. I don't know what to do. I'm so sorry. I can't sleep through this pain. Like what's going on. And he does, you know, x-rays and stuff feels, you know, along my spine. And after he did my x-ray and looked at it, he was like, I really think you need to get an MRI. Like, there's an underlying problem here. You're not out of line. There's no, like something is wrong. Um, and you need to see somebody about it. So I'm like, okay, but the way that it works (laughs) is that three weeks later. Yeah. So the chiropractor cannot refer me to get an MRI directly because they're not in the right department or realm or whatever. So I have to go back to my GP and my GP has to recommend me for an MRI. Okay. But remember how I went there and they didn't take me seriously at all. So I go and because the chiropractor writes me like a prescription for an emergency appointment with the GP, I can get in the same day. So um, I end up going in there, whatever. And then I'm seriously disgusted with how this went. So, um, Mm. oh, my headphones went out. Does that matter? No. Okay. Oh, you know what? It's uh, see the button. On the wire, it probably just dragged down. To, oh, okay. You just had to slide it up. Oh, it's the volume thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. sorry. No, that's right. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, weird. I can't hear anything anymore all of a sudden. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, right. So I get in, and this doctor, I swear, like, I was just, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was, like, desperate, you know? Mm. It just hurt so much. And I go in, and I am literally, like, a mess. And you know, like I haven't slept for days. I haven't been able to like do anything. Like my house, my friend came over, um, eventually. And it was like, I was eating crackers cause I was nauseous, mm-hmm. but I kept like, my hands were going. So I was, I kept like losing my grip and dropping them. Uh. And then I couldn't pick them up. So then my house just had like crackers all over the oh, floor. Geez. 
when my friend came over, she's like, what the, like, what is this? And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I can't pick them up. Sorry. <laughs> it's just, they wow. fell and it is what it is. Um, but anyway, so I go onto this doctor and I swear, like it was so rude. So I'm clearly distraught, clearly in horrible shape. Like something's wrong. And I was like, they recommended me for an MRI at the chiropractor. And my doctor's like, well, I don't see why he would recommend you for this. Like, I don't think you need one, blah, blah, blah. And I just started crying. Like, I'm like, please, like someone help me. Like, please, you know? And so he calls and I'm sitting right next to him when he does this. And he calls the medical department at the hospital. So they usually take like... If somebody comes into the GP and they think like some some sort of medical attention more serious needs um, needs to happen, they'll go to the medical unit at the hospital. Mm. So he calls them and like the conversation that he had, it's like, you know, when you have a person who asks you a question, but they're putting the answer in the questions like they're leading you. Yes. He was like leading them to say no. And I'm like, I'm like right in front of you. Like, that's so horrible. And you can clearly tell like something's up with me. Um, and whatever. So they, they were slow that day. So they said, yeah, send her over. And, um, because he didn't tell them like what was wrong with me. Like he didn't give them any, whatever. Um, and then he's like, okay, so you have an appointment, yada, yada. So I get a cab and drive over there. And the inconvenience of the medical unit is that it is the furthest possible spot from the door. So I'm like walking across the hospital and people are like turning to look at me because I look crazy. Like the walking dead? Yeah. Like they're like, she's hobbling, like can barely move. Like people are looking at me like I'm totally nuts and I'm totally by myself. Yeah. And so I finally get to the medical unit and the people sitting at the desk get up and bring me a wheelchair immediately. Like they were like, like to see me standing, you know what I mean? Um, and then they're like, Oh, uh, where are you coming from or whatever? And I tell them and they pull up like the referral from my doctor and they're like, he wrote on here that you had a migraine. Like what? You can barely stand up. (laughs) And so they put me like, you know, you still have to wait your turn or whatever, but they put me in like the really comfy, like chemo chairs. Um, you fall asleep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Um, yeah, they didn't have me wait in like the normal area. And then that doctor, sorry, this is like such a long story. No, no, it's good. (laughs) Um, but so the doctor there was then like, we think you have a viral infection. Mm. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, thank God. Somebody like is telling me that there's a thing that they know that they can understand or whatever. So he's like, we think you have a viral infection. You know, unfortunately there's nothing really we can do to treat it except try to help you through it. So they gave me like, um, they call it cocodamol, but it's basically Tylenol three. So Tylenol with codeine, um, which I found out after that I cannot tolerate. (laughs) Um, so that was fun. Um, (laughs) but they gave me that. And then they also gave me like Valium because Uh again, like that shaking that I was doing, like everybody just thought like, are you okay? Like, are you like, you need to calm down. And I'm like, it's not that I like, it's painful. Yeah. I'm like, I'm shaking in pain, not nervousness. Um, or anxiety or anything. So whatever, they send me home from there. And, but I still have my little, like I got a bracelet, you know, the little medical bracelet and I go home and I take one of the Valiums and I'm like, they had given me pain meds at the hospital. So like, don't take the Cocodamol until 
so many hours or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll just take this and try to take a nap. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, Oh, it'll, it'll probably help you sleep because I had been having such a hard time, whatever. So I fall asleep. And when I woke up, my phone was like 10 inches from me max. And it took me a five whole minutes to reach it. Wow. Um, because I like, I felt like I was like stuck in my pillows. Like I was going to suffocate in my own blankets because I couldn't get up or move. Um, so I called a friend of mine. Her name is Nick, who um, I now call my lifesaver. Um, be- I say, how terrifying is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you feel like you just said you're going to suffocate. That's- yeah, I felt like I was like, oh, my God. Like, and, and like, I'm like, well, I need some help here. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't get up. I can't walk, whatever. So I call her and I'm like, you know, can you come over and like take care of me? I can't get up the stairs by myself. My bathroom's on the second floor wow. and I'm sleeping in the living room, you know, because I can't get up there. Um, and you know, and like I said, crackers all over the floor, you know? And so she gets there and I like crawled to the front door to let her in. And she like, you know, is very caretaking. It's like in her nature. So she like, is like, okay, well, we're going to get this. Like in case you need to throw up, you'll have this little thing next to you and I'll get (laughs) you a blanket and, um, whatever. And she's like, and this, these are the meds you need to take. So let me get you a glass of water and whatever. And, um, then I take this Cocodamol and then I couldn't keep it down. And then once I started throwing up, I couldn't stop. So she was like, I'm going to take you to the hospital. And I was like, okay. So at this point then, like I try to stand up and I couldn't. So she carried me and like, we're close to the same size. She's actually probably like a couple inches shorter than me oh, maybe. Wow. And, but she like lifted my entire body weight by herself and carried me to her car. Um, and I was like, you're my hero. Wow. <laughs> um, but so she gets me in the car and then like we get to the emergency room or the A and E as they say. Um, and conveniently cause so because they have NHS and like everybody goes to the hospital for everything or whatever, like wait times in the emergency room are usually really long, Yeah. but perfect timing. As my friend Nick would say, as soon as she wheeled my wheelchair through the front door, I like projectile vomited all over the like waiting uh. room. <laughs> and she was like, yes, they're going <laughs> to let us into a room. She's like, that was so good. Like, and I'm like, I didn't do it on purpose. And she's like, it's perfect. You couldn't have timed it better. <laughs> So, but it did work because then I was in a bed, like seeing a doctor, like almost immediately. Um, And then, you know, they had me like on morphine and then I was admitted to uh, a ward. Like most everything there is a ward. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like they did some tests. So whatever, my friend stayed with me till four o'clock in the morning. Um, even though she had an exam at eight. So good for her. Thank you. Um, I'm pretty sure she failed it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, um, Hey, whatever. <laughs> She's a great friend. Yeah. So yeah. So she stayed with me really late. And then I was just in this room with like a ton of people. They wouldn't give me any more pain meds because they didn't know what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like excruciating pain, you know? And the most that they would give me was like a, you know, kind of Tylenol sort of situation at this point. And they do a, uh, lumbar puncture, spinal tap, right? And those are notoriously super, super yeah. painful, right? Yeah. So my spinal tap felt good oh, because the topical anesthetic was the most relief from the pain that I'd had in weeks. Yeah, like you, just you know what I mean? Right I was like, oh my God, I feel so good. Like, oh, and you know, <laughs> it was like the, uh, 
you know, the person who was administering it was like, oh, it's okay. Like, just relax. You're fine. Because I was shaking again. Yeah. And I was like, I'm shaking in pain. Like, let's just hurry up and get this over with. Yeah. They probably thought I was rude because I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care what you're going to Like, let's wrap this yeah. up. Like, come on. It's time to go. Um, I'm like, let's get this going because I'm, I'm not sitting in this position all day. Yeah. Because um, it was, like, crunching up like that because you have to, like, really yeah. hunch over. Um, and I couldn't lay on my side. They normally do it with you, like, laying on your side in a fetal position. But I couldn't because it was so painful mm. to sit on my hip or my elbow or my shoulder. Yeah. Um, so they had me just like lean over a table and then, but I had to hold myself up, you know? Yeah. So that was sucked. But anyway, whatever. So that felt good, um, which I'm sure most people would say the opposite. (laughs) Um, but then, you know, from there, like they started like realizing what they thought I had and there's no like real test for it. It's just like eliminating everything else. And then they're like, Oh, okay. We think it's this. Um, so I went from, like within 24 hours being told viral infection waited out to being in the ICU yeah. um, on like monitors to make sure my lungs were still working. Mm-hmm. Um, so cause Guillain-Barre like, <laughs> so this is also how they told me um, at least the way I remember it, but I was on a lot of drugs. So <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> grain of salt with this, yeah. but um, I was in the ICU and the nurse like it was like the middle of the night. Like I had no idea what was going on, whatever. And the nurse brings me like literally a printout from WebMD mm. that says Guillain-Barre syndrome, potentially fatal, like first line. Oh and I'm like, this is what you gave me. Cause that's really great. Uh, 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 and at this point, like I'm thinking, you know, I had been on the phone with my mom and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm going to get, you know, help for it, but I'm sure it won't like be a big deal. You know, it'll be something like a go in, I get it taken care of. It's not worth you like spending the money to come over here or whatever to then me like telling my mom what, what it was. And she got on a plane like an hour later. Oh, I'm sure. So, um, (laughs) cause yeah, it went from being like no biggie to like, Oh, potentially fatal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my mom was like, okay, yeah, I'll be there in two seconds. So I wasn't even in the hospital for two days before my mom was there and she stayed through the whole thing. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. And then in the ICU, I mean, there's, I could talk about it forever because there's so many like weird things that happen because you're always in a ward, like with a whole bunch of other people. So I feel like I know things about people (laughs) that I shouldn't like, you know what I mean? I actually watched this couple. So (laughs) this woman, um, and her husband broke up in the ICU <laughs> and I heard the whole thing. Uh, so I know that they had been living together. I know that they were together for five years. <laughs> I know that he did not appreciate her. Like I know everything. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm like, Jesus, like this is a super public breakup. She was like, you don't care about me when I get out of the hospital. You better not be at the house. Uh, except with a British accent. At least so you, got like, some you better not be there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, but it was just crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, the whole story is incredible where yeah. it took forever for someone to just be like, all right, well, yeah, it took you vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> to get into to a get, yeah. bed. Yeah. And then I was, um, you know, within the first two days of being in the hospital, like at the beginning, I could kind of stand up a little bit with help. Mm-hmm. But then after two days, like I couldn't move the yeah. lower half of my body at all. Mm-hmm. My arms, I was quadriplegic for a little while um my arms still had a little bit of strength like um like toddler strength in my arms and I couldn't feel anything my hands and feet were totally numb so I couldn't feel anything and I 
um, like part of my like rehabilitation was like having to pick stuff up with my eyes closed because I couldn't tell if I was holding it or not. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so like, you know, it was like, try to feel that you're holding four cotton balls <laughs> or oh, instead of geez. three or whatever. Yeah. Like, but I would drop them and not realize I was dropping them. Like, with my eyes shut, you know, because I couldn't feel it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and they would, you know, make me close my eyes and poke my hands with pins to see if I could feel it and stuff. It was weird. So, yeah. so you went, is there any lasting effects with that? Like, to, yeah, today? Oh, really? yeah, definitely. So, um, I have like chronic fatigue, mm-hmm. um, really bad. So, uh, right now, like, I, working one job now and yeah. having like 40 hours a week feels the same as when I was working three jobs. Oh, wow. Like it's really exhausting. Um, so it kind of sucks. Cause I feel like, you know, obviously most people need a full-time job to pay for their lives. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but I feel like my body would probably be more comfortable if I worked part-time mm-hmm. because I'm running myself a little too hard. Okay. Um, so then when I get burnt out, I get burnt out like, I need to stay in bed for a whole day kind wow. of burnt out or like I've, you know, gone to the hospital for migraines cause I've been burnt out, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm just working too much. And then my body just is like, Oh yeah, here have a really bad migraine for two days and go to the hospital for a little bit. Um, you need to take a break. But yeah. It forces you to <laughs> yeah. stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but it's not my nature. Like I'm very yeah. like do it, keep running, keep going kind mm-hmm. of person. And so it like feels weird. Um, and I definitely pushed my limits a little too much. Um, but then I also get like, uh, my limbs fall asleep all the time now. Um, and I can't control my temperatures very well. So like my extremities are freezing while my core of my body is hot. Wow. Like I'll be sweating, like armpits sweating, which never used to like be a thing for me. Like I was like, I could like not wear deodorant. Like I'd never sweat. And now I'm like, okay, my armpits are sweating, but my toes feel like I put them in ice wow. like at the same time. And it's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also get, so <laughs> when I'm tired or like really stressed out or whatever, my eyes, I have one eyelid that opens like really wide and the other one like squints. So it looks like I have like one bug eye. Like Popeye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, wait, um, look, wait, look at me right now. It's your right eye that's bigger. This one? Your right eye. This one? Yeah. No. Well, that's when the one's bigger right now. Is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, it might be. This that, one, usually, the, wait, no. This one is smaller. You're yes, right. No, you're yes. right. You're okay, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm, saying, I'm, seeing I'm it like, been, wait a minute. And it switched. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it is. And okay. it's my actually my whole face. So my whole face was paralyzed mm. too. So I had no expressions. I was like a sad clown. Like, wow. um, <laughs> you know, to, I would have never noticed if you wouldn't have said something. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people <laughs> it's, don't it's know. It's not like you're like looking at, winking at me or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like severe or anything, yeah. but I notice it just because oh, I'm, sure. I'm used to what my face looked like before, yeah. you know? But I have a slight droop in my mouth on that side and stuff. And my eyebrow is a little lower than it used to be. Um, Quit pointing all these things out. Now you can see them. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't tell before, but now you're like, oh, yeah, I see that. Now I'm getting distracted. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, yeah, just little things like that. And I can't see like at nighttime as well as I used to be able to. Yeah, just little things like blindness. Yeah, yeah, just little things. I get headaches more often. uh, (laughs) Yeah. And then sometimes I get tremors, too. Wow. So it's, I mean, 
it sounds like everything is still there except for the fact you can move. Right? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Wow, I still insane. get the like weird pain, like so nerve pain, mm-hmm. I guess. So I still get like the weird your skin feels like it's on fire, but it's usually yeah. like smaller locations or for less frequency now. Okay. Um, but probably the most annoying thing that happens is um the only way I can explain this <laughs> is like it feels like somebody like stuck their hand through my back and then clenched their fist around the bottom of my spine Oh wow! and just squeezed as hard as they could. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And then, it, then it's like my legs are numb, you know, and then like I feel weakness. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I'm going to fall down, wow. you know, um, I can't run to like save my life these <laughs> days. Um, you know, and I have a hard time like with a lot of stairs and yeah. things. So the behind the scenes tours at the manor house, the three hour tour, uh, one of those will wipe me out. I bet, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just, I mean, four floors for three hours of walking yeah. is, um, it doesn't sound that bad, but it like, I'll sit down and it's painful. Yeah. And then I'm like, I can't get up for five more hours, please. Wow. So, um, yeah. And then it just makes me tired. So like normal sleeping would be like nine or 10 hours for a regular <laughs> night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm wow. tired. <laughs> Man, yeah. well, Jessica, that that was amazing. Yeah, first of all. and it sucks that you had to go through that. Oh yeah, I'm um, totally fine though. Like I totally yeah. talk about it like it's no big deal. So yeah, and and you, de- yeah. I mean, you're definitely good at telling the story about it. You know, yeah. it's it's it, long. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. I um, I. I didn't want to cut you off because it's your yeah, good yeah. storyteller, and it's it's very intriguing. And I know you, so yeah. it, so it adds that that element to it too. A lot know? of times people are like, wait, what? Cause then it just is like, you don't seem like that at all. Yeah. I would have never noticed yeah. or whatever. So yeah. Well, well yep. I was, I was just going <laughs> to say, it's not like my kids. I, I got to yeah. go put it, help put them to bed. Um, <laughs> but thank you for coming out Absolutely. here. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm glad uh, everything is better except for your one eye looking at me. With your <laughs> eye. So, no. You're going to start noticing it every day. Yeah. Looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, thanks again, Jessica. Thank you. Thanks again to my guest, Jessica Guy, for being on the podcast today. I appreciate her coming out here. And, you know, this is, episode was a little bit longer, but that story that she told uh, at the end of this podcast was, that was almost uh, unbelievable. The, what she had to go through to finally figure out what was wrong with her. And she's, you know, still feeling the effects of it today. So I appreciate her coming out and telling that great story. As always, thanks goes out to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics. Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.